Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to another episode of Ooh, Girl, That's Scary. It's co-host Jazz, the 40-ounce connoisseur, and... It's Cat Daddy, y'all. What's poppin'? And we got a motherfucking guest today. Yeah, Hello, guest. Please tell you, tell everyone about yourself. Returning guest at that. Hey! Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super surprised I was invited back after my comments at the <laughs> end of the last show. Oh, okay. Um, but <laughs> it's Vince, uh, New Jack Vinny on most social medias if I ever decide to reactivate them because y'all know I don't mess with the, the social medias that much but Fair. um yeah nothing to promote other than promote education promote voting um yeah that's all I got yeah and um if you have listened um Vince is on our Castle Rock episode yeah. which is um, a part of the Stephen King universe as well so we're not gonna touch on it too much because there's a whole show you can listen to well, we didn't even talk about what we talked about but today. yeah um if you didn't get the hint, 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 hint. um yes i did the dance while i did that um we're talking about stephen king movies adaptations books we're stephen in the universe movies. y'all we are in here we are in dairy we are at you know hopefully you're not in dairy we're dairy, in maine. Dairy's a little we're in maine somewhere um we're we're everywhere. We we on the internet, bro. It's like that uh, noisy dog. Possibly, you might be in Salem's Lot. Hopefully not. Salem's Lot is a shaky place, girl. I don't want to be there. I don't. I uh, that's the last place I want to be. Really, most of Stephen King locations are really? shaky. And I found a new cross, like story crisscross mm-hmm. situation within the last forty eight hours. Um, so I was really happy when I. Found you know, you feel real accomplished, like you solved the puzzle, like the piece, little puzzle. And I'm like, oh, shit. They in the same town. Or like, you know, they do the callbacks to each of the ones. I'm like, oh, my God. It's kind of like when they did that same reveal on American Horror Story. And I'm like, oh, that like, for example, I know this is not Stephen King on AHS when you figure out Pepper's backstory. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that she's, like, connected to the other season. Yeah, and that's when it confirms to you, like, okay. So for Stephen King, for me, like, I knew that they all existed in the same universe, and there was lots of callbacks, but discovering those callbacks, like, 
on your own instead of just going to the Google machine and, you know, which is nothing wrong with that. But, you know, when you actually know that you've watched this work and you've watched or you've read and watched another work and then you kind of like make that connection like, oh, shit. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That's yeah. all I got. Yeah, but <laughs> well, Stephen King has his whole whole multiverse, and I think that's like one thing I one like one reason why he's so pro. Because I realized as I was going through his movies that this man has been doing movies since the, since before I was born, yeah. like doing movies, writing books, and they have been you know he has spanned like almost like a couple of decades yeah. of yeah. content, and so that's why it's like. You know, to do a when like even when y'all asked me to do a Stephen King episode, I was like, "How are we even going to do this?" Because you could do a Stephen King podcast and probably, you know, just about Stephen King, and you know, talk forever just because of like he has so much work, it spans so long, and then yeah, then he has these like all these connections because he has a whole multiverse behind everything. Oh yeah, no. So you're absolutely right. By this would. In order for that conversation to happen, I think one, it should include a few more voices, but coronavirus, no thank you. Um, two, pair mm-hmm. that, um, that would take forever. Um, right. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to have this conversation. So maybe it'd be like a multi part situation, but today's conversation is. They're wrestling upstairs. As wow, there's know. so much happening. Um, today's conversation is more so centered around like different things that we've seen and covered ourselves, stuff that we want to explore for the future. Um, yeah. And then what, you know, what knowledge we have about the multiverse just out front. Because I know between the three of us, we have seen and read many different things. And some things some might have seen and others may have not. I know for sure. I have not seen every fucking ad- adaptation. That's for me. Mm-hmm. And I, my goal is to do so. Uh, but I, I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. It's like that's like a whole. I would say a week because like Star Wars is like a day thing, right? Because some some people sit there and watch Star Wars in a day. Well, you can't do that anymore, but um, at least two days. But like you could probably have to do Stephen King. You probably have to take a week, sit there and watch like every Stephen King thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know he has like sixty four movie adaptation series books, things, like, works. It's yeah. very vast. And, of course, since it was the 70s, it is 2020. And that's almost over. He's been working for, like, mm, damn near 50 years since, like, maybe more than that. Um, and there, a week might even be tight. Like, you might need to have a Stephen King month. Yeah, if, true. That's if you're gonna read it at all. Um, yeah. It is, because it was a thousand pages. I had to renew the two books I picked up twice so far. Yeah, I said I was going to read, but, you know, my life, I didn't get a chance to That's all right. To read a book, um, even though. So I did download, because I, I probably talked about it a little bit last episode, but The Dark Tower is, um, it's kind of the series, at least from like a standpoint of the, the whole multiverse thing, it's supposed to tie, it's supposed to be like, the glue that by, that binds everything is the Dark Tower series universe because you you hear a lot of uh, random things like actually today in Doctor Sleep they met they reference Ka which is like the multi is it's a weird like higher level idea of like the multiverse though but like the Ka is everywhere in Stephen King's um, uh, different series and movies and stuff like that 
Yeah, I am unfamiliar with the uh, Dark Tower. As you are talking to me, I am going to the Google machines. And because I had decided that, one, when we initially talked about this in our previous episode, I said, oh, this man about to be Dark Towering it up. And guess who's not about to? Me. Because I do not have the time. But I'm going to learn about it. You're going to learn me today. Guess who's <laughs> still in the same stance? Me. And I go to the Google machine, and they have sent me to the Mortal Kombat website. So I don't really know... <laughs> <laughs> so, because the, the Dark Tower, I like the Dark Tower. So you know, Stephen King is is more is more more well known being a horror writer. Like that's his thing. Yeah. That's what we know him as a horror writer. But the Dark Tower is his like foray into fantasy. But he, of course, being different, like he does it differently. Where instead of having knights and like art and swords and everything, it's like cowboys. So they have guns oh. instead of swords. Um. It's like it's set in this kind of post-apocalyptic version of Earth, and there's also a lot of portals and stuff in it too. But like, I'm not like an expert on it because I haven't got a chance to read the books. But um, it's it's definitely like interesting, like the way he spins fantasy um, in his own like Stephen King way, and then uses it to connect all the rest of his stuff that's usually set in more modern times. Okay, well, now I've gotten the correct computer spewed in, um, and I'm on the right website. Let me turn this so Jazz can see. Computer! Okay, all Look. right. Um, and if you were listening to this, and if this is your bag, please come and school us, because I would like to learn more about it. Um, even if I don't necessarily like read the series, um, I would just like another person's point of view and overview, and what their thoughts are, because... Yeah, this seems like a lot. <laughs> so, it it's a lot. That's why I was like, every time I drop the Dark Tower, I feel bad mm-hmm. because like it's one of those things where it's so much. And like even when I just summarized it, I feel like I wasn't doing it justice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know because like it, it's just one of those things where it definitely um, is important because it highlights because like Stephen King, you know, across the series, there's a lot of different themes that I've noticed that always pop back up, and he's always big on like this big fight, a good versus evil fight. Yeah. He's always like, you know, all, all the time, like his, you know, at the, at least like in the, even though the scene setting and everything's different, he still always has like, oh, there's like, a, there's a good guys. There's, and there's a, 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 a all encompassing evil that they're fighting. Yeah. Um, that's like almost old and ancient and so evil that like, it's been evil forever. Um, Cause it's like, it's the same in like uh, it. It's supposed to be like this big evil thing that is fear and embodiment. Um, what else? Uh, like in The Shining, too, they talk a little bit about like this all encompassing evil. Mm-hmm. The Children of the Corn, same thing, because the, the, the it is uh, uh, Isaac. Like, you know, because you remember at the end of like Children of the Corn. Like, oh, yeah. Spo- are we, are we yeah. Can you say spoilers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You already know. We already know how I feel about the spoilers. So that's why I was like, did we even, did we burp, 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 burp? Yeah. Y'all need to have like a sound. You talk about this, a sound yeah. <laughs> You know, we're going to get there. We're going to move up. We're going to, you know, just, we're here. We're moving. Yes, moving on up. One day. <laughs> 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 I was starting. I was just like, to I, the void. Mm, yeah, definitely to the void. I don't know about that side. I don't know, but yeah. So from this point on, we're definitely gonna be, <clears throat> excuse me, spoiling everything. We're gonna be spoiling everything. We're gonna probably, if you know, Stephen King has had his hand in it. 
nine times out of ten, we're gonna probably talk about it. We may not spoil the absolute shit out of it, but we're probably going to yeah. spoil it. So that this yeah. this the sale. So yep. Yep. Okay, I feel better about talking about stuff now. Right. But like Children of the Corn, when uh and then there's also in um his newest one, the the tall grass one that's on Netflix, yeah. like there's always something lurking in the cornfields with Stephen King. Like I would never in Stephen King world, like never go to the never go to farm, never go to the cornfields, never go to the forest. So it's all evil. I don't know if I'm doing that in real life world. Like I just, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a little leery about the forest. Y'all just got me out in the woods. You know, I only do the woods in nature for so long. Mm-hmm. I literally give y'all like a good maybe a couple hours. It's a good day. And that's it. I don't know about no nighttime stuff. You know, if I get real brave, I can do I've been camping. That's about as brave as I'm gonna get. I might do camping. I'd go camping. camping But I don't do no cornfields. Cornfields and other things reminds me of slavery and cottonfields and I don't (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Um Yeah, so I do have a question. Yes, hello. So at least what is your favorite? You know, Stephen King movie and or novel miniseries. Like, which one is the one that you would just pop on? And be like, yeah, I'm finna watch this right now. Mm. Mm, that's so hard. That's a, I knew that I knew this question was going to come today, but I'm still not prepared for the for the answer of the question. Okay, so I personally, I'm gonna let y'all go. Okay, okay. okay. Um, I so we all kind of know that I have to like it's hard for me to make a list. Like, there's, like, a list, but there's no... It's a moving list. Um, mm-hmm. say that my one, because all of them are based off of my mood, would definitely be Curry. Um, you know I go up for the story of Carrie Ada White, although yes. I feel like after now reading the book, they could have did so much more. I wanted to see so much more. I wanted to see... I wanted to see that town burn. I wanted to see it. I just, I don't know. I'm always. Yeah, I would love to see the whole town. Team Perry, y'all. Yeah. Also, I would like to see her, her be a little bit closer because you know how Hollywood does. It's always, you know, she takes her glasses off or something, and now she's a bad bitch. And I'm like, she's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, but like, she was pretty the way she was. So yeah. what, what's going she on? She put on a little bit of makeup and a dress, girl. I think in the original Carrie, they do that well though, where she's not like. Maybe am I or am I tripping? Oh, sissy! I love sissy SpaceX. Yeah, she looks otherworldly, and I feel like that's kind of what sold it. But she's beautiful, also. She does. So I don't. Yeah, but she doesn't match the character in the book. Yeah, the character book is like chubby, has acne. Mm-hmm. Oh, doesn't oh. look like that. Like her skin is beautiful. She has freckles. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're like there's like you know they make fun of her for her weight and I, like it, I just wanted them to stick more. Obviously, I know it's Hollywood, and you have to kind of sell the movie. Especially in the 70s. And it did what it came to do, yes, but also, did. like, after reading the book, I'm like, after reading the book, I had a lot of statements in my chest, too, so mm. we're gonna get that, but um, after reading the book, and I was like, yeah, visually, I still fuck with it, though. It's yeah. that movie, or ooh, it's scary, it, or Christine. Okay. And that is one. Oh yeah, you do love Christine. I fucking you, love Christine. My car yeah, name you... is Christine. I had a laptop. I named my laptop Christine. Your car has a middle name? Yes, my car has a middle name. Okay. Her name is Isis Christine. I feel like I knew that. I'm surprised Jazz didn't know that. I, I feel like I knew that. 
she a bad bitch, she a thick bitch. I just called her Isis, and oh. I was like, okay. Hey, I mean, that is also her name, but it's Isis, Isis Christine. Okay, all right. Well, that, I mean, hey, live your best life. You know, I, you know, as I, as we found out that <laughs> <laughs> is in the living room, uh, Pet Cemetery is my jam. I have been watching Pet Cemetery since I was a young warthog. Uh, Pascal, Pascal has scared me. That scared me a lot of times in my life. That man mm-hmm. pulling them sheets back and them feet being dirty took me out because I'm like, oh, it was that I dreamed. That revealed, <laughs> that revealed to me as a kid was like, oh. <laughs> y'all should have seen me the first time I said something because I caught on. You know, I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? What is happening? And then they bury the cat and the cat come back. I'm like, oh, that cat is me. Oh no, it's a devil cat. And then I'm just like, I was just having a good time. I will watch that cemetery. Um... The original, although the acting is, mm, and I'm reading the book now. And I'm like, there's a lot more nuance in that book, and it would have been nice to see a little of it. I don't need that much, but because Fast Cemetery is not the worst movie ever, but it's definitely it lacks in some of the the nuance when it comes to the com- the complexity of the family's relationships yeah. with each other. And I know mm. you can only do but so much because it's a they movie. They just flew over that but shit. But they though. just really made people seem dull or their relationship didn't seem as loving. It didn't seem like they, they seemed like they was almost had way more tension than love but in the book it's like ooh they have way more a little bit more you know it was just normal married people they you know they they be they had issues but they like they really love each other so it makes sense what happens happens. Yeah. In the book versus like you didn't you seem like you didn't like her that much when you'd be doing all this in in the book. Cause y'all was beefing all the time. And you was beefing with her folks. But you know, that's another Well Sorry. Vincent, have you have you read the book yet? No, I haven't read so at least like the books like Carrie and uh Pet Cemetery. I haven't gotten to read the books anytime. So I was gonna say like Pet Cemetery, anytime I think of that, I just think of the, that scene when he cuts his ACL. Woo! That scene, yeah. See, that scene will. That's why I, I you know, I, I do like Pet Cemetery. It's, probably, it's not on my like the the favorite list, but it's just like a part of those iconic. Like I always remember that scene happening and how it affected me of like always checking certain weight, like checking underneath the bed just to make sure there's not a monster child with a little razor to cut my ACL because that shit looked terrifying and and painful. Listen, um, you're doing the right thing. Also, I don't know why Judd thought he was about to win in a knife fight because he he knows what... The, first of all, he knew it was Gage. He knew it was Gage. He said, Gage, is that you trying to play? Nigga, if you know it's Gage, stop listening to what? The Wendigo. The Wendigo honestly just made... I feel like just made everybody do everything they wasn't supposed to do. And um, you stop... You, you're out here being influenced and you're walking up the steps and you're bringing a knife to a possessed baby fight. Mm-hmm. Who also has a knife unbeknownst to you, you finna lose. You well, finna also, lose without the knife. Get, get your ass in your truck and get the fuck out of here. This ain't your fight. This is not even your family. You are, well, you was living off side of the road eating spam and cheese sandwiches, and you decided that you were gonna jump into you this. You know what? I like spam and cheese sandwiches. I'm not even gonna hold you. I've <laughs> had one in a very long time, and I know a lot of people would, uh, but all the real people in the motherfucker room would be like, you know what? I had a friend that used to make uh, spam uh, sushi because she was Korean. I want. I think I might want to try that. I feel like I could be. It was pretty good. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. From what I I mean, we used to. This was like back in high school. Like, so we used to like. She used to low key try to sell it, but it was like, nah, it's not that good. But it was good enough. I'm weak. Um, 
<laughs> I'm weak, but at the same time, like I like fried spam sandwiches, so I don't really know where that goes. But okay, so pet cemetery very cool while we on it. Jasmine and I, this is one of the books I had to renew several times because I thought I could mm-hmm. be cute and be between four books. Um Oh, you fancy. You oh, was trying, I was doing a thing. I was trying to be Miss Librarian. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm here to let you know. One, I'm just about done. Uh, what is it? If it bleeds. Okay. I had to take a break because I got bored with a little bit of it. It's more, mm-hmm. it's like a it's a collection of short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and not saying that the story I found the book to be bored with the particular story, but I had just became bored with reading the book. I don't know what that says. That happens. Um, there's also a lot of y'all know there's a lot of other things going on, but everybody else says there's a lot of other things going on outside of Elvis just being, you know, in the current situation that we're in. So, you know, life is always doing thing. And um, so I'm like, okay, I'm bored. So let me just and then I opened up because I thought it was tight to use my library card. And now <laughs> um I am starting Christine and in between the the middle towards I'm at the climax of Pet Cemetery. Mm. Obviously, I know what's going to happen, but reading it, the journey so far has been great because no one has used the hard N word with the hard ER on the end oh. directly mm. to me. I feel good, and I read this book because I literally asked. Um, oh, I forgot her name on Instagram, but it's one of the few. And once I find it, I'm gonna like link people if they want to know. So please hit me up, y'all. But it's uh she has an account. She uh, recommends a lot of horror books. Um, black woman. Traveling um, reader, her no. Hmm? Is it like the traveling reader, traveling book? I think the wandering reader. Mm-hmm. I think that's her name, but I don't want to butch the at okay, and keep yeah. the because that's that's just, yeah. yeah. That's, so I'm gonna make sure I look if I can have the exact right thing because I can't use my device to device it up right now. Um. So yeah. So she had recommend. I literally straight up was like, uh, she had, has asked her. Do you know of any books where Stephen King is not going to call me a hard ER? Because I was tired of reading work by him by getting called the hard ER. And um, Pet Cemetery was one of them. And I was like, great, because I'm tired. And we'll get to that conversation in a second. But so I dove into this and reading the parts um, where they're kind of like taking that first trip judd is is you know like oh well you could like you know go up here especially at pascal just told your ass and you had this whole like they, they go into detail about the mental breakdown like he's literally outside this trying to convince himself nah i ain't go, i ain't do that and then he looked down and he pulls the sheets back and his piece is dirty versus in the movie he just ripped the sheets back like they go through the mental thing he's like yeah he's dealing with the fact that all this stuff just happened to him the night before he thinks he's like dreaming he's like this is a bad dream so then he um, pulls his cover back because his wife's still trying to be fresh with him because, you know, they go back and forth in the movie, but, I mean, in the book, they don't really dive too much into that in the movie. Like, you can kind of tell there's tension there, but it's not really explained, and I wish they took two seconds to add a little bit more to it because it really just seems rushed over. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the only reason I know what it is is, one, I can kind of read between the lines, but even with that, it's not very clear. And then two pair with one... I read this part of the book. So they are like, it's a lot. Now they've gotten to a part where Jazz told me shit get real shaky and I didn't get there yet. Um, But um, the Pet Cemetery book. Yeah. Yeah, these niggas crazy. That's literally. (laughs) And and the Wendigo is really shaking it up. I want to learn more about 
the Wendigo in Stephen King universe period because the Wendigo is one of those big things in this multiverse that comes back several times like it is a giant like mm-hmm. space spider monster situation yeah. the same situation mm-hmm. I think that's connected to in the tall grass if I'm not tripping like the turtle thing I don't know see a lot it's a big stone yeah it's again it all yeah like it it's it's just one of those things it's a lot I yeah. I his like the more we talked about because we were t- you guys were you, you asked me what was my favorite and I kept I was like bouncing around in my head with the two that you guys said and I was like just piggyback but I have to go with The Shining even though I just watched Doctor Sleep it might be a little bit influenced by that but mm-hmm. The Shining The Shining I'll always I think out of Stephen King stuff in my head I think like when I think of iconic scenes that um, just. I think of a lot. I think The Shining hits a lot of those. It's a great movie. It's one of I. I think I personally enjoy Descent into Madness and The Shining. Really, Jack Nicholson just uh, kills the game with like showing how, like showing somebody be like kind of sane, and then you can see it breaking, and then you can see him just. I'm now a crazy person. Uh, I'm chasing my kid and my wife around the hotel with an axe. Um, you know, seeing ghosts, a whole bunch of stuff. But it gets even deeper, just like with Stephen King, because The Shining is a psychic, like, link power thing. Um, and uh, it, it, I mean, he kind of, that's I think why, that's what I like about Stephen King is because he, he kind of hints the things and doesn't always explain the whole thing. So it kind of makes you want to be like, ooh, what is The Shining? Like, what is that about? What's mm-hmm. going on? Just like with The Wendigo. Like, you know, you're like, what's The Wendigo? What is it? Like, what's going on? He never truly explains these things but he gives you enough to where you know you, you, you at least have an idea of like oh yeah the wendigo is like this evil uh kind of body possessing monster um yeah and yeah and it's like a fear embodiment thing so i mean i knew from like before now i have the googles open again but i knew mm-hmm. the wendigo was actually like an ancient kind of creature like a mythological creature like there's something it is it's from native american mythology that's yeah. that's why i was like you know and that's a, like another thing that i like about stephen king is that he makes america like the country seem so much more mysterious than like um than you think because everybody thinks america is like this kind of modern country um, and it's like it is fairly young civilization wise and everything, too. But it's also a very old land like, you know, Native Americans yeah. been here for thousands of years, have done a lot. And a lot of movies try to lean on like Europe and London being like, oh, it's so much history. You had civilization here for years. And there's, you know, so many different mysterious things about it. But I'm like, America actually is a pretty big country. It has a lot of different things that like we have never even heard of. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of stories that haven't even been told yet. Um, but Stephen King does a really good job of like making America just like kind of be like this mysterious place and have like a lot of ancient different like things going on like with the wind like with Pet Cemetery. The the reason that Pet Cemetery exists is because of a Native American burial ground that's been here for years and they've been trying to tell y'all don't do this, but nobody listens. Yeah. Yeah. No one ever listens. Yeah, no one ever like come on now. But also like no one ever listens with the question mark because once again for this particular story, I the Wendigo 
which is the reason why the uh, Mi'kmaq tribe, which I did not know until today, was an actual First Nation. So I'm glad mm -hmm. I got my Googles because I like to know these things. I like to be well-versed. I don't want to offend. And I like to educate myself so I can know what the fuck is going on. Um, so this actual tribe um, had this, you know, burial ground for what practices and things that they had going on. And then, you know, apparently the Wendigo came and made the ground they sold her the ground sour and then they don't really dive into that for real for real in the in the movie once again mm -hmm. know that oh you know this ground is this place we could use but then you know the ground is bad like uh pascal's trying to say the ground is sour and then <laughs> but when you're reading it it's like well and even when it's told to you in the book judd's kind of like bouncing back and forth he's never really direct about what's going on but mm -hmm. he also to me reading through the pages the way I created the like you know hear the story in my head he doesn't seem he kind of seems out of it mm -hmm. anytime he mentions the cemetery like the anytime the topic of the cemetery itself comes up and that's like a real quick passerby message it kind of just seems like he's like like I don't know somebody that's like a little inebriated or, or like, under mm -hmm. some sort of influence yeah, yeah. and they're just like and you can tell like this is not how but maybe i'm just tripping but this is not how this character normally reads like they're just like oh i'm doing this stuff and i may not you know i'm an older man and i'm doing older man stuff but this is between that and oh like me and jazz are talking about there's a line where um ellie's cat dies uh and they find the cat and he's like so you love your daughter right like do you you love her if you love her okay, well, follow me. Like, he's never really straight to the point. And then this journey from there to the cemetery. And as they're telling this story, like, he's giving them bits and pieces. It's like, oh, you got to keep up. You got to hurry up. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. it's a very, it's all very weird. I mean, in my mind, all the characters come off the weird anyways. But, you know, that could just, I, it is peculiar weird. And this was just weird. And it's just retelling this journey. And then you have, um, you know, people's like inner monologue of the journey themselves and then telling the story about how the tribe had, you know, like, oh, they made this land. Nobody knows how they did it, but no one really knows kind of like how the Mayans made their pyramids and what they're actually for and temples and things. And I'm just like, hey, man, some of this shit, like you said, the Earth, the Americas is a very old place. Mm -hmm. We don't know a lot of things. And some of this shit, I don't think we need to know. We just need to mind our fucking business. Look, right. exactly. We don't need a whitewashed view of everything because we've been getting force-fed that shit our entire lives. And I would love to know the historical context behind everything, but I also am a firm believer in everything ain't my business. So, mm -hmm. if we could find a nice balance between two, great. That'd be excellent. Um... <laughs> History. Yeah. yeah, and that's another thing that he always does like so well too is this idea of like cursed places he always like there's always a cursed place in yes. Stephen King that is cursed this is cursed um, so on the topic of Pet Cemetery, just really quickly on the movie do y'all hate the second movie like it seems like via the internet everybody else does or no? I don't hate it. No, I like it. I like the, the acting is a little bit better. However, some, okay. I don't really know what I expect with movies now because now I'm reading the book <laughs> and I saw the other one. So they make changes. So, you know, their changes, their choices, they're like, you know, it, the story unfolds a little bit differently, but they do have some like creepy kids in there and 
they don't really expand on the really creepy kids. I wanted to see some more of that. Yeah, they don't talk about those kids. Yeah, and they were creepy looking. I wanted to, I don't know. I just, I don't know what I wanted them to do. Um, the creepiness, the makeup was pretty decent, and the dad seemed more like, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm going to just do this. Like, that first time, like, I feel like in the first movie, he was like, I know what I'm about to do. Because Judd kind of tells him, and then this time, he's surprised. And when the the cat comes back, he's like, "What? Oh. What's going on here?" Then he pulling up on Joe, like, "What the fuck did you make me do?" And then I was like, "Oh wow, the cat's alive, bitch! Stop!" Oh, and the first one, because the second one, Joe's dead. Oh, oh, I'm you talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about the remake. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. No, I agree with Jazz. I think that the remake tells the story in a much more coherent way than the original does. And I also like the remix ending a lot more than the oh, original. Yeah. Bleak. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. I like Bleak ending. I like yeah. Bleak ending. I mean, but the first one, the ending was Bleak too. It was. Mm, but not. The camera. I mean, I mean, but it's also the time it is. So they're not Ellie made show. it. Well, yeah, Ellie did make it. Yeah, people live that in the first one, I feel like that shit. In the second one, it's just. Yeah, it, in the remake, I should say. Um, you know, I think it's a much more believable ending because it's like, y'all really think y'all gonna beat this like curse like that's been here for centuries, like no. the one family. You think you're gonna beat that? No, you no. lost. No. Game over. Yeah. Um, but the second, oh, Pencil, yeah, that was stupid. Too. I love it. I was I've never seen that. I've never oh. seen it. Oh, I I watch it again, but you know, it's not a great movie, but then. So, Let me look it up before I say I didn't see it. I might see it. Really IMDb gives it 2.5 stars. So what does that tell you? I like the shaky movies. Okay. That's no, I've never 10 seen it. Or is that out of 5? Out of 5. Oh, that's not that bad out of 5. I feel like at least a 2 or better. I mean, here's the thing. I'm always going to go up for a reanimation zombie type film. So let's really fucking start okay. there. Like, the fact that they never straight out tell you because really, Pet Cemetery. if you were to come across this and you didn't know anything about it, I could be biased because this clues on my viewpoint, but I can understand. If you just go off the title, Pet Cemetery, the first thing you probably think is what? This has something to do with dead animals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe somebody animal died or somebody's like an animal murderer. You know, some wild ass shit. But it doesn't really tell you, like, it's a reanimation. If you, you know, you think about shit like this, usually things... De- things dealing with reanimation some part you know are straight up just like the dead or mm-hmm. you know around graveyard or something you all make think okay somebody will come back from the dead to do something so but i did not think that this was going to be like a story with this deep of a background like i didn't think that it was going to be this random family trying to start a life and you know they're living their lives and then you know all this horrific shit happens to them i mean i knew that was gonna happen but i didn't think that you know the dad was slowly about to, you know, descend it to a world of like, woo, bull, like bullshit, and um, be bringing everybody back from the dead. Girl, <laughs> because be like, like, God damn, what's going on? Would y'all do that? Hell fuck no. 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 Dead is better. The fuck? Yeah. No, dead is better. Um, because here's the thing: you plan, and this is also something that. Because I'm a little superstitious. I ain't gonna hold you. And I just feel like when you play with life and death, I just feel like you, you're you just asking for trouble. Yeah, no. Like, mm-hmm. if something's dead, you never bring it back. And it usually never works out. For, I learned that from fucking Frankenstein. Like, you, uh-uh. We've learned that. Or, like, you cannot just bring things back. The Lazarus effect, terrible. Um, every Everything. 
it's not gonna come back the way it was like it's it's gonna be different everything is different so like even if things still remain the same they're still different different. so i just mm -mm. and then to touch on your point vince about like um how stephen king always kind of weaves things into his story like especially dealing with the shine when you're watching the movie especially if you've never read the book it is very obvious that his daughter has she's shining uh throughout this mm-hmm. entire shit like i had a dream that you were mr jerry to her daddy Y'all oh yeah mm-hmm. buried my yep. cat up in the pet cemetery and it came back from the dead i said damn bitch she mm-hmm. just told the whole movie like <laughs> you went to sleep and woke up at that part she told you everything that you needed to know but it's just mm-hmm. it's so obvious whereas some stories like you get bits and pieces of it. Like you don't get the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'll yep. recently watch the Langoliers. I didn't even so. think about that. Now I want to watch it again and be like. <laughs> Langoliers is interesting. That's an interesting concept. You What if you get on a plane and you take a nap and you wake up and everybody on the plane, they dentures and shit is still on the plane. Like nope. what the fuck? I'm like, wait a minute. They could have took too? me too. They should have took me too. And where did they go? They just disappeared? Is that- have you seen the Langoliers? That I was about to. That's why I got quiet because this is the one, like I guess, realm of Stephen King that I haven't gotten in. Because I know that the Lang, I feel like the Langoliers is a little bit tied to the Mist, and that's one I can talk to because the Mist is one of my just from the ending of the Mist because that's like oh, total spoilers. But... Oh God, yes, I love that movie. Okay, so <laughs> the I Mist. Won't say anything about the Langoliers because I will give you the video link. I just found it on the internet, uh-huh. um, and we can go from there. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Then you can watch it. But The Mist is about, you know, well, what I remember, because I've been saying it very recently, but I know these people, they're hanging out. Well, they were hanging out. They're in a grocery store. And the mist comes pretty much on this town, descends on this town, this thick, heavy mist. Mm-hmm. And there are monsters inside the mist. And when mm-hmm. you're inside the building, you have these people inside the building who are trying to decide what to do. You got the real Christian folk. You got the people who just want to go out to the mist and try to attack it head on because the hubris is stupid. Um, you know, they t- get turned into memories, nigga. <laughs> like, they oh turn, they turn the people into memories. Like they are, mm-hmm. you're gone. Big giant, um, was it like big insect? Like you see the very cosmic situation with the. Yeah, I was gonna say the big giant bug insect sci-fi giving me those kind of vibes. I like mm-hmm. it. Um, and the ending is very bleak. I'm not gonna spoil the ending if you've never seen it. Yeah, because we all seen it. seen it. And yeah, I'll leave it alone. Yeah, because that that's it's good to me. It's I great. Think. Yeah, it's a great ending. <laughs> Realistic. It's something I would have did. I'm like, damn, I would have been in that situation. Yeah, I would have no. been in that situation. No. Um so not like not to spoil the Langoliers. There there's somebody there's a character in there who's shining friend, and you said it has something to do with the mist. So that's really fucking interesting. I actually enjoyed the mist a lot. Um, my only thing about the mist was the same thing I say about anything dealing with people in large groups. Why the fuck does somebody always feel like they got to be the leader and govern other people? Like, why can't yeah. we just all like exist and mind our own fucking business and try not to die? Like, why somebody got to be one person to okay corral everybody? Like, okay. what? What? So here's the thing: we have to have a leader because people are stupid. I tell you that people are stupid all the time. You cannot just let people do what the fuck. They I mean, want to I do. know, but clearly this mm-hmm. is an example of people. We are the people do whatever the fuck they want to do. Period. Anyways, like I really feel like, hey, we're a group. We all seem to have the same likes and interests. Let's just kind of, as a group, shift over to the side versus, hey, I'm this one person. I'm about to tell y'all what the fuck to do. This is what I'm doing, and that's it. I think that yeah. works for some situation, but I, I don't no. know. 
Yeah, no, we, not like that. Niggas don't want me to be in their tribe. Because no. I'm like, this is a lot, girl. You sounding authoritative, and I ain't got the time. But like, you, you got the answers. With, but my friend, there's magical myths out here. There's no protocol for this. Right. Like, like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're just stupid to even think that you know. Can we all just agree on one ideal? Like, hey, we don't want to die. So what do we need to do to not die? Let's make sure we have um this motherfucker locked down. Okay, let's not eat all the food in this grocery store. I don't know how it's gonna happen. Let's just make sure we keep the doors closed. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, I don't, I do understand the need for maybe we need to have a, a vote on enforcers. And I know somebody was like, "Oh my god, why do you need to control other people?" Nah, because niggas be getting out of line. We need to get, need to get a system. We need a system for shit to work. All right. We're not hunting and gathering. We're surviving together at this point. And sorry, we I know that. Hunting and There's food in here. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We're not hunting. We're surviving mm-hmm. together. And we need we need to work together to survive. Because if you think it's every man for itself, it's going to be people killing people and doing all types of fucked up shit. And then guess what? Now the monsters going to come in because y'all so busy fighting each other that you didn't take worry about the real threat outside of the fucking door that is looking at you. So I saw a video on the internet machine about how... Um, I can't remember the lady's name in the movie. The the uh, the young lady, I know she's not a young lady, that was um, having all the biblical conversations and basically saying, if you're doing this, that you were sinning and this is going to happen to you. You start getting to like this good versus good versus evil, air quotes, conversation up, um, especially involving like in hubris and all these other things. And I'm just like, so the theory video was saying that, you know, well, she was basically right the whole time. Like, everything that she was saying was coming true. And, you know, outside of the people in the movie, like, oh, she was right, even though her methods were crazy. crazy. She even said that she was going to die. And then she died. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, in my mind, period, this movie is wild. All these people wild. Um, I would have just let the monsters eat me. But we know how I feel. <laughs> I was good. <laughs> I was about to ask, like, what role do y'all think in the miss? Like, what role y'all think y'all would play in that in that type of situation? Like, what do you think? But I feel like Cat always says that she just died. So, um, if it's a situation where we are trapped inside, I'm not gonna die. But when we run out of food, I'm not leaving. So, I'm one of those people where once we hunker down, I'm not about to explore the wasteland. Like, you you can do that. I'm just gonna die of starvation, and I've just decided that. You know, that's the way I'm going to go out. I'm just going to starve to death. Yeah. So control your fate. Yeah, Yeah, but if I, like, I for this particular situation, if I can end up inside, okay. But if I'm end up inside with all these group of characters, they had too much going on for my kind of group. Like, this was not my, like, my type of shit, okay? They had a lot of problems. So if that was the case, I think I would have stood close to the garage door um, so I can get slid out. Because especially when they started (laughs) to like, that whole, it started turning to, like, a witch trial. I got a quotes again mm-hmm. type of ordeal I so literally when you see the group heard the group think switch from making sense to oh no these niggas wildin <laughs> um, y'all gotta get me up out of here so now I'm gonna stay close to the monsters because the only way I, I would have been in that car and we see what happened with everybody in the car and you know how all these things continue to play out since then and I'm just like Mm-mm-mm-mm. I think I might have uh, honestly at one point if I would have really had my big girl draws on, though that couple, that pair of people that ran off and left and said they would get the fuck out of there, mm-hmm. I, I might have taken my chances. But at the same time, I might have just let the miss eat me because this is too much. Because they wound up living at the end, I'm pretty sure, right? That yeah. couple? Yeah. And that was that was pure luck. 
Mm-hmm. Like, who thought you saying, fuck y'all, y'all are clearly, the way the, the herd thinking is going is not a healthy situation anymore. It's kind of scary in here. Yeah. I think I'm going to take it. The fact that these people have decided, I think the better risk is getting out of the situation in yeah. the middle of a mist that is full of creatures that is beating everyone's ass. Like, they seem to be giant alien monster bug things thinking mm-hmm. like... I- I'm, I'm getting um, Starship Trooper like throwback lights. My hands are in front of my eyes. I love that. I'm so stressed. I love that movie though. Starship Troopers is so great. I love that. The, bu- the bugs coming to beat our ass again. Girl. And um, honestly, these bugs look like the bugs that you hate looking like looking at in Lovecraft Country, Jazz. And oh. these like these bugs beating their ass. Is, but you know what? I think I'm hoping I'm right when I think there is like some sort of practical effect at some point when the 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 tentacle mm-hmm. kind of comes out, and I'm like, oh no, nah, nigga, it's tentacles out there. How you on land, bro? Like, how does work? I don't. Really I don't know. know. It was. I. I, I kind of enjoyed the miss. Uh, what about Gerald's game? Gerald's game troll. I don't know why. Gerald. Gerald. That's the. That's Gerard. the black version. Gerard's game. I know Gerard. somebody named Gerard. Sounds like Gerald. Gerald. Gerald's game. Yes. Gerald's game. Can we name this person Gigi too? As we did that thing. Yes. Yes. Because he was like Gigi. Gerald's Gigi game. That's on Netflix G. right now for um at the this is from twenty seventeen. It's more of a recent flick. Um, it's good, but it's traumatic because I'm mm. like, ooh, there's like a trigger warning because there's sexual assault in there happening to a child, and I'm like, it's not oh, no. explicit with the showing, you know, penises and stuff like that. But you definitely are zooming in. I feel like it's zooming in on their face, so you don't see what's happening, but you get the idea because you hear the yeah. sounds and the motion you're like oh no i have not read the book slash story no, for this only seen well. the movie yeah i watched this movie i think we spoke on this on like shaky one of our little past relationships uh, episodes i think it was dealing with like shaky relationships or some shit like that um but this movie was wow it was better than what i thought it was going to be because at this i'm not the first to tell you that i have not read um every single Stephen King story, I, I think that his, like, Vince said, his collection itself is so vast. Um, I don't know if I have enough time. I would like to have enough time. It's perfect time to now cue my favorite Twilight Zone episode, where the guy is talking about time and trying to read all the time. So, oh, and he breaks his glasses. Oh, it's the worst, and I feel so bad for him, but I feel like there's not enough time. There isn't. Um, and I would love for it to be, but that's what my goal to do, but I don't know. So I didn't read this um, because I'm thinking in my mind, but is the book going to call me a nigger? Like, that's also what I'm thinking in my head. Mm. Um, But yeah, for Gerald's game, I liked it. Mm. Uh, I, Especially the point where they're trying to figure out what's happening and what's not happening. Like, we're trying to figure out, like, is this in her mind? Is this, you know, is her brain breaking? Because, spoiler alert, we've already said this, but a woman is on vacation with her uh, husband and they're trying to spice it up, but also you can tell this relationship is a little, like, abusive. It is not the best. Um, and they're trying to get that spark back. It's, yeah. it's just not a safe space for her. She's been kind of endangered by men in her life, her yeah. entire life. Um, and, by no fault of her own. It happens, y'all, unfortunately. And um, there, she's locked to the bed on the vacation and, you know, what's Honestly, this is my one of my worst nightmares when I become an older mm-hmm. person. Um, the person she is about to in, involve in some level of coitus with has just died. Yeah. On top of her while she is alone in a cabin 
handcuffed or house place handcuffed to bed. And this nigga just died. And <laughs> so now you're stuck. And I'm like, oh shit. Like who any but I think more most people have had this thought in some way, shape, or form. What if you decide that you try to get to the, you know, you try and get your okay one and um I'm crying because they can't see my little arms and you and I just both did a little dance with them. But <laughs> you, you know, your hands are tied up, you were bound. How are you gonna get out? Yeah, that 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 in particular is definitely. Like, I didn't really think about it until you started saying it, but I was like, yeah, it's definitely a, a a fear um of being trapped and also like a dead body, and I'm sure the the body's like decaying and everything too, right? So have you seen this one? No, I have. That's why I was like, I saw it was so in preparation for this episode. I have been watching like different Stephen King movies. Mm-hmm. That one was on there, but it low key looked kind of boring. So I didn't. <laughs> that was only because I was judging it based off of, um, like the 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 very. T- I didn't watch a trailer or anything. Just the the, the thing, like the whatever you call it, the picture, the yeah. title picture, um, on Netflix. I was just like, oh, that just that don't look. That looks kind of boring. So I didn't get in. I didn't watch it. But now I'm a lot more curious about it, and I think I'm gonna watch it because it sounds at least scary. Uh, it's not that scary. It's not scary. Scary looking person in there, but nah, they don't really use it. Yeah, it's more like in my mind. Um, of course, it's like it's is is big psychological. Like, there's a lot of psychological shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to dive too deep because you can just by setting it up as it was. Me, they should have just had me tell the story. Um, setting up as it was, that you kind of already know where your mind goes from there. Like, okay, if you're, like you said, you're stuck in a room with a dead body. There's only so many things that are going to happen. Um, so you're just watching this woman's journey of what happens with a, and then what? This is what happens and then, and then what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would just watch it for the sake of I've watched it and now I know what happens, especially because I don't I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm, if I have the time, great, but I don't have any intention of reading this particular story um, because I don't have the time at the moment. I don't want to say never say never, but also I, I can't tell you when it's gonna happen either. So I cheated. Sorry. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> That's all I got on that one. So, really quickly, um, what is your least favorite Stephen King adaption? I know we're here. Uh, hmm. Do you have one? Because it's also okay to not have one. Okay, so I don't know if it's a bad adaption because I didn't read adaptation, adaptation, sorry. adaptation, whatever. I adapt- stopped the- well, that's not the word. I don't give a fuck. I just Y'all know what the fuck we meant. Stop playing. Um, <laughs> 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 not in its hard work. 1922. Um, I was going to say that. It, it it I feel like it would have been a better read as a book. It really didn't translate well on the screen for me as entertainment. It gave like it had nice atmosphere and I thought something was really gonna there was some stuff that's scary, yeah, scary ghosts, but I thought she was gonna like be his ass or something and she didn't. I like violent ghosts. Y'all know I like some violence or like real danger versus, you know, bad luck. And I feel like, okay, I guess. I guess. I just all I wanted was for him to do what he did and mm-hmm. to really like not haunt him over time. I kind of wanted it to happen like right away. But you know, that's it's some people probably liked it. I just feel like a lot of people put thumbs up on it. I don't really know why I was bored. 
And right. but I do like the ghost design. That was nice. Like the ghosts were scary. If you yes. were being haunted constantly by those ghosts, they looked woo. I don't even know what the ghosts look like because I you fell asleep. asleep. <laughs> I fell right asleep in nineteen twenty two. Yes, I did, and I was with my friends, and they all everyone knows I'm likely to fall asleep in the middle of the movie. But sometimes I wake back up. I didn't come back until the end. Mm. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. So I might give it a try again, but also... Yeah, I was... I think, I, yeah, I was just... just yeah, It's 1922 for me, definitely is one of my, like, not as favorite ones. Um, and then the Dark Tower movie, even though uh, Idris Elba's in it and Matthew McConaughey, and I, I, I like both of them as actors still, that movie, the problem with that movie is that it tries to do way too much in one movie. Mm, I didn't see that one. Yeah, the Dark Tower is it's it, if you don't know anything about the Dark Tower series, then you'll probably be like, all right, I mean, it's a cool movie, you know, decent enough. But if you know anything about the series, you'll realize because I know I read like some of the books, I haven't read all of them just yet, but I, I know I at least read the first one. And if you read any of them, you'll realize like, oh, y'all just trying to put eight books into one movie and it's ridiculous. No, thank you. Yikes. It's pretty much what they tried to do yeah. for the Dark Tower. No. Unless you start the story like midway and leave some other nope. stuff out and come back and tell you can't. Nope, they don't do that. They just they they literally try to like just adapt a books into a movie, and it the movie itself just tries to do too much with its uh, magic and lore and everything. And it like cause you have to do that kind of slower for people because like if you just be like blah 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 like force powers here and people get okay. confused with that. Like nobody, nobody knows what you're doing, and um, that's what they do with the Dark Towers. Like they just throw way too many different things into a, a two, not even two hour movie. I think it's like an hour and a half or something like that. Mm, girl, yeah, absolutely not. No. I mean, I, mm, yeah, I'm gonna just read the tribute and it just go from there, because um, that sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot. Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it, but though that's really. At least the one when I like, because I'm I'm scrolling through his movies right now. And as we said, like there's a, a million of these things, but that's really the only one where I'm like, I see it. And I'm like, oh no, you were kind of trash. But okay, so a movie we have not mentioned in any shape or form yet that is on my circle of faves that just popped back in my brain: Misery. Wow. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. Misery is that girl, um, the queen Ooh. Kathleen Bates. Uh, mm -hmm. playing our friend who also comes back in Castle Rock. <laughs> yes. Yes. Miss um, Annie Wilkes herself. And uh, that story is, that bitch is crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that sounds so dismissive, but holy shit, I'm so sorry. I'm like, she is fucking wild. I, I think, I don't have, like, when I think of favorite villain, I think I always say Freddy Krueger because of various reasons, because that nigga is sick. He's fucking sick in the head. Um, but in terms of like villains, that like if there was like a top 10, 20 list, just 20 people that come in my brain, um, Annie would be on there. From Castle Rock, I guess. I mean, I feel like I need to listen to a background of her because I'm like, how are these timelines adding up? I mean, well, so Castle Rock happens, um, before Misery. Okay. Right. So, for those of you who are listening to us who have not seen Castle Rock and or listened to our, like, haven't seen it all, I haven't listened to our episode, um, everything you see in the show that's on Hulu uh, is happening. This is season two. 
Is this season two, right? Yeah, season two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're kind of on season three of Castle Rock. Yeah. Um, this is her back, like the background, who she really is, who um, her daughter slash sister really is. Like this whole, just the whole thing. And then the whole unfolding, and then you dive into Salem's lot. Whoo! And then we just go into whole, because we didn't start talking about Salem's lot yet. And I want to touch on This is the best time, actually. And then it happens at the end when, um, you know, how the whole, that season plays out. Because at this point, we've said spoiler alert. We've already spoiled, actually, this part of the show for you. Anyways, it'll hold another episode if you want to. Right. Um, but they, um, then we see what happens to Annie afterwards. And with, with her and Joy, her uh, daughter, which you find out is her mm. sister, actually. And then you find out that whole backstory. Because I'm spoiling stuff, but I'm yeah. not. And, you know. Who is Joy Amity? Is Joy not Amity? But at this point, we know Amity Joy is no longer with us. Mm. <laughs> when we meet Annie, Annie is just Dolo uh, mm. to us. Because in Annie's mind, she's not Dolo because mm. she has not made peace with a lot of stuff that she has done. Um, slash maybe, you know, the dead is still walking with her. Who's Who knows? Uh, but you are, at the end of that season, you're now introduced to her going to book signings to see Paul Sheldon, who is the uh, writer. There's a lot of writers throughout the Stevie K. Baltimore's. Uh, I, I, I know he puts himself or his family or his situations in his stories like a lot of other creators do. But God damn, like... <laughs> there's, yeah, he does have a lot of writers. So yeah. has a writer. So does it. It's like there's so many writers or someone grows up to be a writer, which is fine. That's very likely to happen. Uh, but you follow Paul and his whole journey um, and then he gets into it because he's trying to um, go to excuse me, a cabin in the woods um, where he goes to write his next book because he's trying to make, you know, he's trying to make his shit pop again. He's been writing for a while and it's, um, mm, he's been writing for a while and, it, you know, it's really doing the thing and now he's trying to, you know, get his move back. So he goes out to the cabin and in route to the cabin or, you know, out there journey and he's driving and going to all kinds in this fucking little car that's not snow friendly. Um, and he he swerves off the road and kaboom gets into an accident and Annie finds him. And we feel like Annie has rescued him and he feels like Annie has rescued him. And we learn over time every rescuing what you wanted to be, baby, because you're now actually um a, the token of her affection like this is this is her shit like she is obsessed with you she's mm -hmm. reading all of your books no one knows you're here and i love what she tells him too actually i ain't called nobody nobody knows you're here um you're snowed in with me and don't get me fucked up because i'm all over the place mentally in my chest and you're gonna go on this ride with me and you best keep up because i'm gonna kill you yeah and she beats his feet in Woo! Yeah, that see, that's another like just thing. Like when I think of that movie and they they do that part with the hand, I'm just like, oh man, my my like my I you I kind of feel it in my own feet like every time I see that because they just do a well a really good job of I guess setting that up and just the the noise the sound when she hits his I was like oh oh that's his feet yeah and then apparently in the book she does way more like she chops his foot off like she does a whole lot of other shit to him um so we got the nice version mm. um so if i was gonna talk about villains you know my girl was up there mm, what did i say about that. me 
I don't know. But my girl is up there. She's out there. And as we transition over, because the other town hmm. that was in the is in the, um, the episode, let's talk about Salem's Lot. Woo! Which I just finished reading. I stayed up. I pulled an all nighter to finish reading. I'm so proud Salem's of you because girl, Lot. I could never. And let me t- and I've seen the movie when I got a blockbuster card. The first movie I rented on my own personal blockbuster card. I had been like in eleventh grade with my grandma. You know, Grandma Child to Grandma Jean. Okay. And I got Salem's Lot, and she watched it through her fingers. And I sat there watching it, having the time of my life. And it would be long as hell, too. So, because it was a TV miniseries. So, it was like three hours. But yeah. would I watch it again? Absolutely. Wait, I didn't realize it was as long as It. Yeah, girl. They both was miniseries. Oh, though. God. I felt like It went on forever. And I'm glad with the newer ones, they broke it up into multiple parts, too, because they're trying to stay as true-ish to the stories as possible and give it, mm. do it justice. But holy shit. It was long. Yes. Yes. It was a lot. Um, I I mean, I was with it, though. I was kind of entertained for the most part. It, it wasn't as, The movie wasn't as scary the second time. The first time in the movie theater, it was kind of spooky. Um, but watching it on my screen at home, I was like, oh, the kids are terrified. I'm not. Lots of CGI with the new um, Pennywise story. Um, I'm yeah, that's more. That's one of the reasons why I don't like the it, the new it's as much because it's like they they don't rely on. Okay, so really quickly to talk about our next thing that's on the topic, how did y'all feel about Cujo? Scary dogs. I've already read dogs. <laughs> yeah, Cujo. Uh, like, cause I was actually I have it written down just cause it's like a like a personal thing, like a personal fear, just because I like Loki was kind of in that situation. <laughs> not not like the dog wasn't nearly as big, but mm-hmm. it was still a dog. We was me and my aunt was still kind of trapped. But then we tried to we eventually did get to the house and shout out to my aunt. She like like scared the dog enough for us to get into the house. Um because I was younger. I was like maybe elementary school, like not even not even that. I was I was pretty young. So I wasn't defending us from the crazy dog. It was actually our neighbor's dog too. That's a wild thing about it too. Like I understand now growing up why he was wild because my neighbors did not treat him very well as a dog. Like they literally just had him leashed out in his dog, his dog house, like 24 seven, even if it was snowing. Mm -hmm. So I totally understood why he was upset. Um, But it's still just when I think of Cujo, I think of that, that part. Um, and it's really scary. Like, and Cujo was a big ass dog, and because um, he was a Saint Bernard, and that's a huge dog. I really want to read this book, but also this was one of the stories that made me feel like when I was on the journey of, do I want to read this story? Because I thought that there was going to be a hardy yarn there, and Mm-mm. and I know we've kind of like moved around it, but to not move around it. So, our if it's not, it's no secret that Jazz and I's biggest one of our biggest rights with Stephen King is that nigga racist like I just <laughs> that's pretty much like he is and I know someone's like oh my god no 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 Jazz told me that I should not listen to the actual audiobook of it because of how tormented she felt while listening to it herself Felt, I told y'all, it feels like he was set up again on a YG track. Nigga, 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 nigga. I was like, Bitch. Except it's not YG. It's and it's a YG. white person saying this. It's a white man saying this to me. So first of all, it's already dark. All right. 
look, I, I just don't want to hear that. I don't even need a fucking good reason outside of it's a white man saying nigga with the hard R. I don't need to hear that. Um, and then it's like an all caps. It's just, it's just really aggressive. And I'm like, you man said he, he, I killed your nigger dog. Like I'm like, wait a minute, wait a you. We knew they were racist. Okay, did they have to say nigger? Every like every time they get mad for us to understand that this character is racist as a bitch, maybe the I feel like the audience is like you're driving it home for people you have to drive it home for, which will be white people because you have to keep reiterating that they're mean. But me, you, they called him the N word one time. I'm not gonna forget that shit for the whole thousand pages, bitch. Oh, this nigga's racist right here. I don't really need you to keep saying yes. I'm gonna blame him or blame this. I was reading Carrie and the girl in her brain. Like, was it Susie? Fuck Susie. Whatever that Susan, was. Whatever yeah, the fuck her name was. In her mind, yeah, I'm gonna just go with the society and live my Look, life. We're talking about the Keep the serious. niggers out of town. I was like, bitch, what? Ain't even no niggers in the book. You didn't even have to. <laughs> <laughs> and I understand where it comes from, what kind of people they are. But you could have, you didn't have to say, I was like, hey, bro. It just came out of nowhere. I felt like that reading Carrie, too. I was just like, wait a minute. Like, I literally stopped and was like, hold on. Wait, what? Like, it was just... And all I could think is, okay, I came and talked to Jazz. I was like, so, I'm not white. Um, they are not, you know, in my close circle. Everyone kind of looks like me, for the yeah. most part, or around me. And so, in my mind, I'm like, obviously, we would not know what racist white niggas would, you know, do or say, but also, at the same time, I'm not really trying to deal with that, too. We mean, we know. But I'm not trying to deal with that at the same time. That's a whole other box. So, reading this in the book, that I thought was about a girl with telekinetic powers trying to navigate her crazy-ass life. And someone's just randomly racist because it's Thursday. And I'm like, damn, this really what white people be doing? Like, you know, I just, is this a thing? Like, is this for real? Is that the point that Stephen King's trying to drive home? And then when I think about that, like, and I try to navigate, like, okay, so who is this intended audience supposed to be? Clearly, it's not me. I'm feeling like, you know, a little alienated. I would love to enjoy these stories, but I don't want to feel like, you know, it's going to pop up at me like a fucking pop-up picture. Like, it, it, it's just sprinkled in there like goddamn parsley. And then on top of that, the, you, the you even when, oh, and when you're trying to navigate these things and when you're, because I, one, was introduced to Stephen King books through my mother. And y'all know my mother. And knowing that she spent a lot of her time reading these books, I literally called her was like, girl, you realize he was calling you nigger this whole time? Like, it, do you did you feel that way when you was reading the books? She was like, I don't even remember <laughs> reading that. That's it. Did y'all just overlook this shit? What is going on? And then when I'm navigating this, and then you think about, like, on the internet machine, where they're talking about Oscar's so white, and, you know, all the representation dealing across... Um, on television and movies right now and then he said some wild ass shit and I was like you know what it's free for you to sit there and just eat your food like you did not have to enter the chat my friend it's just disappointment after disappointment but also it, it, what was I really surprised no no and I mean I understand like when I was reading well not reading listening to it which was it was so egregious because it wasn't just the n-word it was the dude who does the voices. What's Richie? Now in the movie he's not like this, but in in the movie his comedy was already uh, in the original, and then the new one they had Bill Hader. I think mm -hmm. his comedy was much. It was better than the ones in the book and um, other thing. I thought it was okay. I thought mm -hmm. I, I laughed, but you know they had him doing a pickaninny voice though. Okay, 
Like they had him doing a mammy voice. Oh, you're so macho. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, what the fuck? And I mean, I get it's from the 50s, but and uh, this makes sense because racism is just built in. Or when they was hanging, the dude was hanging with Bill. I'm trying to think, was it Ricky's mom or was it one of their mom was like, wow, he's hanging with a nigger. Bitch. And I know that it's so casual for y'all. Like, I know that it's so casual. I'm looking stressed, like, hold on, what? It's ca- very casual for someone, a white person in the 50s, to refer to them as a nigga and not, and they look at you like that's not supposed to be offensive because it's not offensive to them. They don't understand how you could even be offended because that is what you are. You are a nigger to them. And they, that's just. It wasn't just then either, but you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I, I didn't really need, I just really felt attacked. Sorry. I, I, I feel like there's a way to portray these things without actually do I really just think white people love trying to say nigger. Like we Talking already know y'all out. saying it you behind closed doors, but friend. I just really feel like, you know, they really just oh, this was for creativity. You could still do this without doing this. And the fact that you can't find a way says a lot to me. Um, I know this is supposedly maybe dressed up and made real to look like educational purposes, but actually is it? when it's just popping up like a fucking surprise in every story I have to actually ask people who've read more books to me hey what book is not gonna make me feel like I'm being fucking attacked because real life is already hard enough so (laughs) the books from the 70s boy like you know already living in real world and now I open the book to go get my horror fix and the book is calling me the hard ER or any variation of it niggardry Little nigglets. Mm-hmm. Imagine I, they if, was diving, diving in, digging this shit. I didn't even know. What I was taking a shower with the with the with the speakers on, trying to take a shower, and I know you can hear nigga in the hallway <laughs> because it's coming up. I was like, you know what? This is embarrassing me. Like I just, I don't. Just a, a note. Um, I like your writing, but jeez, man, that hurts. I want to know the last book. Hurts. Stephen King didn't use the hard er in it. Well, I feel like. The like I said, I'm still reading them. I feel like once we get to like the '90s, he does '80s, '90s. He doesn't really do it. It's the first set of books. It's definitely in his earlier books where he he gets off the. Yeah, but you, the racism is still there. It's it's the size of something else, but that's so we can have that conversation another day because I just it's still the way that you're describing these characters. I just really feel like okay, you're not saying it. It's kind of like when somebody's like, I'm gonna take the word out. I'm still gonna be wilding. But, but maybe also in their mind, they don't know they're wilding. But I'm here to let you know this description is wild as, is wild as a bitch. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I, I definitely feel you. I think, like, there's a part of me that just being Black and, you know, growing up, you 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 have to build up this indifference to certain things. And it's like, because, like, I yeah, I don't want anybody call me a, a nigger or anything like that. Because um, that's kind of, uh, the, yeah, I definitely don't want that. Um, but I, with with King, I get it a little bit more because he's trying to build a character. He's trying to make you not like these characters. So that's a lot of the most of the time when they when he uses the racism. I think that it bothers me more for creators like uh, like an H.P. Lovecraft. I I I hate H.P. Lovecraft, and I hate the fact that he's so popular. Like his Cthulhu, like the Cthulhu series and everything is so popular because if you read H.P. Lovecraft stuff, you can see that, oh, no, H.P. Lovecraft believes in um, all this like uh, like pretty much just race, just very racist beliefs. Um, And uh, you, you can tell in his writing that his even his hero characters, you know. 
take up this mantle of like, you know, segregation and racism and stuff like that. Whereas with King, at very least, and I think that's why we can still accept him, because H.P. Lovecraft, I don't fuck with at all. Like, I, I don't, I really don't like, um, I don't read like any of his, his, his old stuff. And I, I really don't, like, as much as I try to separate Cthulhu and that whole series from it, once I figured out that he was such a, uh, a hard racist as he is, or was, whatever you want to say, um, I just can't mess with it no more. Um, but with King, I can kind of kind of give him a little bit of leeway because I'm like, all right, you're you're clearly trying to build these characters as the villain, as somebody I shouldn't like. Um, I have I can I was trying to think like as you guys were talking, I don't ever really think his hero characters ever call anybody uh, the hard ER or anything like that. Uh, no, yeah, but they do some stuff that, or if they're not racist, they're uh, sexist or homophobic. Mm-hmm. They've done some stuff like in Salem's Lot. Like there were a lot of homophobic Ooh, slurs being tossed girl. around, and I was mm. like, "This has Bye nothing up. to do with anything." Where the fuck did this even come from? Also, yeah. why are you think? Also, Richie and it from the Losers Club. You know it. You might not have called nobody the N word. Well, actually, I don't know if we said it or not, but you, you damn sure was talking about colors and Negroes and doing picking any voices and shit like that. It's still so, racist. Mm-hmm. It's still fucking racist. So I don't really. We're supposed to like Richie's supposed to be annoying, yes, because it's the beat beat Richie, whatever. But that's not no beat beat. That's me. That's people. a beat 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 your ass, bitch. I'm gonna beat the shit out mm-hmm. of you. I think what that really all this just kind of comes to in the end is there needs to be a, a more voices in this space. Definitely, hundred percent. Um, although he is a, you know, I'm not. This is not to diminish his work at all, but you're racist, like. That's I don't nobody wants to hear that, but I mean, and also like you said, as black people, there's like we have to accept with air quotes because we don't have to accept any fucking thing sure. that all these great things out here that exist from people who are that are made by people who are not us. Um, there's going to be a level of bullshit to it, and now we have to decide whether we're going to accept the bullshit and push through or challenge someone on their shit and see where it goes. Because I always wonder, like, when I see all these black people around, I'm like, is anybody challenging him? Or if they did, like, okay, I'm, I'm glad that Kyle, because clearly there was some sort of shift, right? Like, he stopped, for the most part, using the N-word. But did anyone, like, call him to the red table talk? Like, is you at the table? Like, what's going on? Like, because I'm not going to pretend like this didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Because there are new people discovering this shit every day. Yeah. Are you going to pretend like this document is? And they're celebrated still... works. So it's not like, oh, it's one of those obscure books that nobody talks about. These are, the ones where it's mentioned are three of his most his biggest works. Three of the biggest. And all three have had remakes, I believe. Except for The Shining. They've all had, because The Shining definitely drops the N-word in everything, too. Well, Lord. Yeah. Like, yes, it does. That, but that had Dr. Sleep. So I'm like, these things are being celebrated still, and I'm like, no one's really talking about the problem and if they are, I'm not seeing the discussion. Yeah, I'm not seeing the discussion. If it is, you can point me that way. I would like to see it. Um, I mean, it also may not be my business at the same time. No, I would like to see it. Yeah. No, I mean, we're making our business. We have a discussion right now. I so like I'm like, you know. I too would like to see it. Yeah, I'm like, I, I like these. Where I like Stephen King books a lot, a lot. Some of my favorite books, but at the same time, as we do with horror and as we said, you know, we, we got to accept some shit because we know it's about to be some bullshit. Yep. 
especially as women also. Stephen King, like, Stephen King works still have a lot of misogyny. Oh my god, yes. In them. Now, a lot of times you're made to hate these characters, but sometimes you don't really hate the characters. And I'm like, ooh, Bill was... Sometimes I'll be sitting here thinking, like, okay, so how much is fact and fiction? Like, that's where it just gets a little too characters Yeah, Yeah, like, where is it coming from? We all know how thoughts get here. Like, although this is of someone's imagination, it still came from a someone. Like, what What's good? Well, I think right. that it kind of it just in tying it back to what I was saying about how much Stephen King um, embodies America, and I think that you know the sad part is America, the uh, big part of America is racism, and it's what a lot of people try to, especially about our past, they try to whitewash it and they try to say, oh, these these were riots or these were um, certain situations were massacre, you know, whatever. But when you, when you read into the history, you realize, oh no, this was a race riot. Like there's a, there's a ton of, uh, things in throughout history that we, especially American history that gets, um, written as something different, but because racism is so embodied in American culture, um, that it, you know, it's almost an acceptable thing that it's like, you know, that he, he can be allowed to write, you know, the way he's, the way he's writing the right to villains or anything like that. Because America, one of its cultural things is racism. Like <laughs> we kind of yeah. embody it, and it's a it's a historical thing. And I think that not to defend this is just more of a neutral stance because not to defend him at all. But I think that's why he does it is because America is kind of um, uh, just in the, there's just this culture of racism um, that just is is a part of America because we were literally built up off of slavery. So. You know, for it to be such a big part of it, I think that's why he uses it, especially for his villains. Is like, yeah, like because America's racist as fuck. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, before we end this, bitch, did you like uh, the return of Creep Show situation on Shutter? You know, it's coming back, right? I didn't see it. Oh, no. you didn't see it. Oh, okay. Well, that's all I'm gonna okay. say. About it. I ain't gonna say. Anything. I'm gonna look it up. I need. I, I need you okay. to watch it. I need you to watch it as soon as you get a chance. No pressure. It's just I need you to pull up. It's like a show. Oh, I'm going to because I know we we could probably have another because we didn't really even. I feel like at least for my notes, no. I didn't even like talk about stuff that I had noted down. So we could always have a. Oh, we could definitely pull back up. I mean, we already were going to pull up with like individual things later because, like I said, this is a vast. We've all acknowledged mm-hmm. this is a very fucking vast mm-hmm. topic. Um, that we plan to come back. So what you're saying is you're you're gonna you're gonna come back. Yeah. Yeah, of course. You know, you already know. You already know. Y'all just gotta put the word out, and I'll mark my calendar. Well, then I mean, yeah. So there's a lot of shit that I haven't seen, and this gives me some chances. Right. Me too. There's stuff I gotta catch up with now, Uh, especially the Langoliers. I'm gonna look at. I'm definitely before anything else happens again. I'm definitely gonna get into that. Oh yes, I still need to see Firestarter. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. Firestarter with uh, Drew Barrymore and Young Ty for the first time. It was good. She she played. She pulled my heartstrings, and that's hard to do. You know, I think I might actually finally see The Green Mile. Um, yes, in Saw Saint Redemption. Yes, I'm a human who has never seen both. Me either, because I feel like I've read enough about Isn't it. They yes, yeah. yeah. And I knew it was gonna go off. But I know they tie into so many stories, especially dealing with Castle Rock. But I'm just like, oh, God, like, how many more magical Negro stories am I going to see? Like, and it's just going to piss me off. <laughs> yeah, because I, I will say, like, also just as a writer, like, I, you know, even though we just spent a few minutes kind of <laughs> down a little bit as a writer, um, 
Stephen King is very um uh he, he has a lot of different genres under his belt. Cause you know, some writers are very much like I'm a horror writer. I'm a fantasy writer. I'm this, that, and third, but I think Stephen King uh, does a good job of spanning many different genres. And that's why I think so many people do like him. Cause he has so many genres. He has horror, he has fantasy. He has more modern where it's not sci-fi horror, where it's like literally just psychological horror, even though, you know, at the end of the day, he does, he's going to be known as the horror writer, but, um, uh, outside of that, he's 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 dipped into other genres and done well in them too. Like you know, because the Green Mile is not uh, a horror. I wouldn't consider that a horror movie, even though if you think about it from a certain perspective, it is a horror movie. Because uh, my man, mm-hmm. the you know the green the the big black dude, I think it's a horror movie for him. Clark, yeah, Michael Clark, Clark Duncan. Duncan. Yeah, I honestly don't remember the character's name. That's why I just said big black dude. But Michael Clark Duncan. Um. I think from his perspective, it's a horror movie, but it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, other than that, it's it's billed as a drama, you know, and you know, uh, it's not really billed as like a horror movie, uh, especially from the perspective of uh, Tom Hanks. Or is it Tom Hanks? Yeah, Tom Hanks's character. Yeah, but also that's the perspective right. of a white man. It wouldn't necessarily seem like a horror, like you said, basically without saying it from him. It, it wants he's just like I'm here. I'm Tom yep. Hanks. And this is my character where, no, this man is in jail. And there's a and lot he doesn't of understand what's going on because he has a very simple mind and he's about to be killed. It's a lot. Yeah, this is, you know, yeah. And then also when you learn farther about the actual jail itself, it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, okay, they're all right. Like, oh, okay. And then it gives me time to read the, the 1408 is a short story. I thought it was like a book, but I found a short story and it gives me time to read it because I thoroughly enjoy that movie and I want to actually talk about it with other people mm-hmm. in detail. I'm weird. So that's what I want to do. I'm going to watch that movie too because like, as we've just all re- this, huh? That's what he yells out. I was high! <laughs> okay. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> Oh, okay. No, nah, that's what I was yeah. going to say is that like... Oh, I didn't mm-mm. move before you either. Oh, <laughs> nah, the, um, that's just what we were like, as we've been continuously saying, I didn't even realize that was one of his book movies until I started, like, as we were talking, I was just Googling and uh, I pulled up, like, all his movies, just so I could get a refresher, too, to be like, all right, have I, what have I seen? And I saw that and I was like, oh, damn, that's another Stephen King movie that I didn't even know was attributed to him, like. There are so many. There are so many. And like I said, I, I, I literally, so while preparing for this episode, as we're on the topic of it, I write, like I'd say this before, I write down all the different works and titles that kind of are associated with it. And this fucking list goes on, you hear that? That's a page. It mm. goes on for a very long time. And then it's kind of broken down like, okay, this is like regular works all together. This is works that were made in a TV or movie ad- adaptation. It's like, it's like, oh, 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 okay. What was this? What was that? This is a lot of information. And then one, trying to pick and choose, like, what do I want to talk about now? What do I want to talk about later? What have I seen? What haven't I seen? And I, there's a lot that mm-hmm. I haven't seen. Um, so, you know, there's only so much time. That's all I got time. I'm not going to do it, but we know what's slipping away from me. So. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guys, um, let us know because I wanted to check out the stand as well as some other fun stuff. But yep. I didn't check out 
But you guys, let us know what you guys like about Stephen King. How do you feel about his works? What's your favorite? What's your least favorite? What should we check out? Because I also would like to recheck out Maximum Overdrive. I don't remember what happened. I just know it's wild. Yeah. Um, and I've never seen Christine, so I'd like to see it. Oh, yeah. Um, and I know those kind of tie in together. They also, oh, because I, I can't wait to sit down and talk about Christine and Depp. I don't want to ruin that for you because I fucking love that movie. Yes, I'm going to check it out. But yeah, let us know. Um, pull up on us at Girl That's Scary on Instagram and Twitter and www.girlthatscary. We also have bonus content episodes and all types of shenanigans on our Patreon. So pull up to us at www.patreon.com slash scary. You know, if you want to send us an electronic message, grlts at gmail.com. Um, pull up on us. Talk to us. We're here. We're... Um, inside we exist yeah we we appreciate you vince for pulling oh yeah all the time thank you guys for asking me to come through yes um we're we're ready for the next dnt game i'm just gonna whisper it and that's all i'm gonna say about it we ain't gotta say nothing else i just i know we all going through a thing right now so you know i'm just i'm I'm hoping they're just gonna slide back stuff and then stuff is gonna change this is gonna close everything and there's gonna give us our checks and I mean, I'm, this is make believe utopia in my brain, um, and that's about as close to utopia as we can get because we're already really in hell. So, yeah. if they would just shut everything down, make sure no one else gets evicted and fix, you know, because people have been displaced. Right wow, now. man, there's um, a lot of positivity flowing through yeah, that statement. I just would like for everybody just to get their checks and you know be safe out here. But you know, I can just hope for the best. You know, but I know it's about to be the worst. Yeah, um, that's all right. Cash out for black woman today. Anyways, love y'all. Bye. Bye.